Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome our guest, Mark Faust. How are you doing today, Mark? Outstanding. Fantastic. Mark, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been consulting for 33 years now, actually. Out of school, I consulted for a couple of years with a an HR consulting firm, and uh, uh, they helped me actually to start my own consulting firm, Echelon Management, in 1990. Uh, we are a growth advisory firm, worked with uh, several hundred companies, uh, clients over the years, and uh, focus uh, on on working with the top echelon around around growing the value of the company as well as the top and bottom line. And we do that through strategy and innovation and, and uh, culture, the high growth levers, as we call them. Sounds fascinating. So, Mark, why did you decide to write a book? Marketing. Uh, it is the gold standard of a key into the door of the executive suite. Um, I, I, I had written some pamphlets or white papers and, and had been publishing articles, and, and they were excellent to use in, uh, as a mailer to people. Um, but there was nothing like, like a, a three-dimensional hard copy uh, in the hands of my economic buyer, and I knew that if I could get a bound book rather than just a, a, a spiral-bound uh, white paper or something like that, it, it'd have a lot more credibility. Fantastic. And what did you decide to write about? Well, uh, growth. And what enabled me to get published twice by two publishers was having a unique angle. And my unique angle in that area had to be happened to be around a term I coined called the turnaround mindset, uh, which came to me from my interviews when I started uh, my company. I, I interviewed uh, literally a couple of dozen of excellent CEOs, many of whom were turnaround CEOs. And I would ask about how they did it, and, and could those tools be used in good times as well as bad? And, and it just kind of accidentally stumbled. I stumbled upon that term. And so that was the unique angle, but the, the general umbrella of all my books is growth. And what aspect of growth did you write about that made you sound different from everyone else? Yeah. So the turnaround mindset was totally unique. Mm -hmm. And uh, but but also what was unique is I wanted it to be very much a how-to book. Um, in fact, uh, we've had I'll tell you one story to illustrate the point. Um, my first book, Growth or Bust, I, I sent to one of my CEO clients, a CEO at, at John Deere, and Tim Murphy was heading up a, a seventeen billion dollar division, and he told me what was unique about the book. I, I sent it to him. In, in January, just after finishing it, I had till May to get him to give an endorsement. And I called every month and he, he wasn't returning my calls and I thought I was going to lose him. And even after a week's extension, uh, I still thought he, he's not going to get back. And literally the night before deadline, uh, he gave me this glowing endorsement and I had to whittle it down a bit to fit on the back cover. And I called him the next day to thank him. 
and he told me what was unique about the book. And, and he said, Mark, uh, you know, and I asked him, did you actually read the book? And he goes, well, I got to make a confession. It sat there on my desk for, for probably a couple of weeks and Mike picked it up and then he made copies. And I don't know if that's okay and legal, but, but man, we all read it and decided to, you know, we're reading it and we decided to read it together a chapter at a time as a team. And it was the best management exercise I've ever done in my entire career. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And I, he said, yeah, it's the only business book we've ever had that actually gave us how to hmm. in step-by-step directions. And you just held nothing back in the detail of how to implement these tools. And I said, that's great. Do you mind if I say that and quote you on that? And, and what was the result? And then he said, well, well Mark, I mean, you, you mentioned one of your goals was to create and protect jobs. You can mark it down for 100 that uh, we've created or saved. And then, you know, in regards to uh, growth and profit, uh, maybe 100 million you know, we, we could chalk up for the last three. I said, hold on a second. So reading the book as a team was the best management exercise ever, and it yielded a net uh, creation or savings of 100 jobs and $100 million of increased profit. And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, can I put that in the back of the book? And he goes, absolutely. I called the publisher, and they're like, are you kidding me? We, we turned that in uh, an hour and a half ago. It's probably done being printed. So we missed the first printing on that, but but that was the quote and the testimonial, and he's been a great reference ever since. So that's what's unique. It's, it's very much a how-to and uh you know, I've heard that over and over again from a variety of CEOs who used it as a handbook. Fantastic. Great story. Love the quotes. How do you write a how-to book? I mean, you know, very interesting concepts and ideas. How do you break them down so that a team can implement them? You know, my biggest fear wasn't being able to write because I could spit out 600 words for an article in an hour or two every month for my, my um, articles that, that are published. But my fear was, could I write exactly 50,000 words for each of these books? I had, you know, uh, a 50,000 word contract. And I, I remember asking the publisher, uh, and this goes right back to your question, Dan, but, but I asked the publisher, well, how close to that 50,000 do I have to be? Can it be like 52, 53, 40? No, no, you'd be out of contract. You'd have to send your check back. <laughs> I'm like, oh, geez, how close? And they're like, oh, 500 words one way or the other. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So thankfully, what really helped me to write a how-to easily is we created a valid and detailed outline of the book. Mm -hmm. And so anybody can talk for two to five minutes about any topic they're an expert on. And basically, we had 12 chapters that each of which had about three to six uh, subtopics in them. And so all I had to do was write about uh, 600 to, to 1,500 words on each of these subtopics. And, and I, I created a spreadsheet that mapped out how many words would total up at the end of the book. Because uh, I was, you know, uh, you know, with the deadline coming up, I had to figure out, could I really get this done? And I added up that spreadsheet, and it added up to under 51,000 words. And I thought, wow, if I can stick to this on each of these chapters, the word counts, I'll be able to do it. But that outline is what enables you to really, I think, write about how to do something uh, very explicitly and easily and, and just create a great outline is the number one key to, I think, being able to write a book quickly and, and in the way that you want to. 
Definitely. I, I talk about that in my book. In fact, the, the subtitle of my book is called The Paint-by-Numbers System for Writing a Book, which the paint-by-numbers is essentially an outline. It's a visual yep. outline. And Great what, metaphor. In, in fact, you. You, you may have inspired me because <laughs> I, I remember, uh, well, the hardest part was not writing the book, but writing the outline for the book when you're when writing the book proposal, uh, because the agent I was using really had me do everything on that. And so um, I, I think you inspired that, and I, I thank you for that. Oh, uh, I had no idea. Thank you very much. Um, let's do a jumping-off point there of finding an agent. I mean, many people who are listening to this will self-publish uh, because they can't find an agent or because the topic isn't broad enough for a major publisher. But how did you find an agent? That It's almost as hard to find an agent as it is to find a publisher. Well, I wish I would have found a real literary agent. Instead, I found an attorney who was very well educated, a Notre Dame grad that is one of the most brilliant men I know. And uh, Bill was my agent. We were, I was helping him. He, he actually, through my coaching, became the head partner at his law firm mm-hmm. and, uh, and doing a lot of the things that are actually in that first book. And then um, he, as a kind of a quid pro quo, because I'd never really charged him for any of that, says, hey, I want to be your agent. I'll do all the negotiations. I won't take the cut. You can have all the advance, blah, 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 because usually agents get the whole advance. And I thought that was nice because, you know, anyhow, and, and, and frankly, I knew how to write a good book proposal. There's books out there on doing that. So I wrote an excellent book proposal. I, I got four offers off my four or five offers from legitimate publishers with three legitimate advances from five to to $15,000. And I chalk it up to one, I have a good market to sell to lots of speeches being given uh, thousands of emails to, to promote to and, and uh, thousands of people I, I speak to and write to in the articles I, I get published. So that was a, a, a green flag, I think, to a lot of publishers. Um, but yeah, getting the agent was serendipity and not your typical course. And, and I wish I had a real agent because it took a lot of work that normally an agent does. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I'll ever self-publish uh, and aim to get published by a publisher without an agent again. Just too much work. Okay, thanks for that experience. Uh, many people uh, have trouble finding an agent, and without an agent, publishers won't talk to you unless you know someone on their staff. So uh, yep. very, very good. And how long ago was that? Just way of a time frame, because the world of publishing has changed tremendously in just a short period of time. Yeah, the, the first professionally published book by career press uh was uh 2011 i believe okay. and then the second one uh would have been uh 2017 i believe okay great okay good um so let's go back to the idea of writing about the book uh what problems did you have in actually writing the book and what did you learn now that you or what did you discover in the process that you wish you knew when you first started It was the opposite of problems to me writing. I've written four books, two Mm -hmm. self-published one back in 1990, one a couple of years ago that, that, you know, is up on Amazon. And then the two that were picked up by the publishers, every one of them was an experience of the greatest joy. Hmm. Uh, I would chalk it up in my top 10 favorite experiences uh, to write those books. And, you know, so maybe 10 to 20% of the book's already written with your sample chapters. So you've got about 40,000 some odd words to write. And I wrote every one of those books in under two weeks, at least 80% of it. 
Now, the other 20% might have been written before that. But those two weeks, while working, typical full work schedule of consulting, which gives me a lot of flexibility, I would write from the morning, make my calls, and then go back to writing right into the evening and have the energy from the beginning to the end of the day. And it was such joy. So the problems weren't what people typically think because I love my topic. I love business. I love growing business. I love the people who lead business and own businesses. They're in a very lonely and challenging situation, which literally holds our, our economy uh, up. You know, and Atlas is a great, you know, uh, metaphor for, for business leadership and ownership and management. The biggest problems goes back to and challenges would be the time it took to find a publisher, being that I was really doing the work of what an agent typically does. It took me less time to self-publish a Kindle Direct publish, uh, published effort, a KDP effort, than it did to write the book proposals. And so <laughs> my regrets or my challenges, what I would do different is I would much more quickly self-publish. Uh, while we sold out the 5,000 copies of books that they print for those uh, two books, I, I got the rights back from both of them. And, and I'm so, I feel free to have my intellectual property and all the, the profit uh, back because the other problem is the co when you get published, you got to pay, uh, you know, 10, 15, depending on how much they price your book at, somewhere between probably seven to, to umpteen dollars per book. And, and this is your new business card. And I tried to send out as many of those or give away as many of those as possible. So the biggest problem is the cost of being published professionally. Hmm. And I, I far prefer being self-published now where I can price my book on Amazon for uh, as low as you can, depending on the length of the book, like four bucks and, and buy it for four bucks and mail it and, and basically have fulfillment done by Amazon. So I, I highly exhort people to consider self-publishing, and and that is a, a, a paradigm shift, I think, on the problems or the challenges of, of writing your own book. Yeah, it's amazing how easy they make it for you. In fact, one yeah. of my clients wanted to pay me extra to post their book yeah. on Amazon. I almost felt guilty for taking their money, um, and I think I didn't take their money. I think, you know, we'll just include this. This is This is fine. Because they had no idea yep. how easy it really is. It's it's filling out a simple form. Anyone could do this. But again, if you've never done it before, it could be daunting. Um, yes. So I completely understand that. But the, the the cost of or the minimal cost that they do to for what they do is just a tremendous bargain. So yep. really good stuff. Um, you you touched uh, a little bit on your marketing plan of giving away books. What else do you do in terms of using your book to get clients? So. At every speech, I try to get the book covered in the speaking fee, and and it's synergistic. The having the book helps you to get speaking opportunities, and um, gives you credibility. But then selling or giving the book away again gives you more credibility and and, and gravitas and and uh, causes a, a greater likelihood for there to be follow up. Your your book sits on their desk as they intend to read it for those first few months before it eventually ends up on their shelf. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, so I, I remember the advice of Tom Peters. He shared in a, a group, we uh, had him speak to, to consultants and, and he said, nobody ever really reads your book. I sold 10 million copies of 
in search and excellence, and 90% of the people never read it. 10% read the or 8% read the, the first two chapters. And, you know, his joke was only about 30 people actually read my book and understood it cover to cover. And they didn't even. You know, so there's some truth to that. But on the other hand, um, there are some people that will read it and will be captured. I, I, I'll never forget the first time I, I walked into uh, what would become a great client. I'd given the book away at a Vistage CEO roundtable speech. And the daughter of a fifth-generation printing company uh, who should have become the, the, the next CEO, the sixth-generation CEO, gave it to her dad, who was the CEO. And he had his brothers and, and two uh, nephews read the book, and they read it cover to cover, and they invited me in, and they said, we need your help. We read your book. We decided we need to have the turnaround mindset, but implementation is our problem. And this is the opportunity a book presents is you can give them the step-by-step directions. And John Deere was my client too. So they had already had my coaching and had my other tools and, and, you know, help and implementation. But when people read and you've shared everything, they still need your help. And these guys ended up hiring me. And, and within the next six weeks, uh, we found $600,000 of improvement and literally saved a, a fifth-generation company that many consultants had told them to, to shut her down and sell out and, and liquidate. And uh, they did. They, they took the, the battle. They saved the company and 110 jobs in a neighborhood just a mile or two from where I grew up. And I was so proud of that. And, and that's an exception to the rule of people reading your book. But, you know, whether they read it or not, it's going to be a marketing tool that can change your business forever for anybody in any position. There's just nothing like the, the gravitas of being a published author. Fantastic. Do you have any final words of advice for our listeners? Right. Uh, <laughs> whether you get published or not, uh, I, I think one of the greatest blessings is that I am forced to write uh, less than 600 words. I was, I, it amazed me from the first article and, and now 120 articles later, how big of a challenge it is to keep it under 600. And I'm amazed at how often my articles are exactly 600 words. But that discipline of writing just 600 words every month, uh, and, and then other articles that come up and whatnot with that or whatever constraints they have on time and word count, uh, makes you a better writer. And read the great writers. You know, there's a few authors out there. David Ogilvy would be one of the best of all time. The way in which he writes is so excellent. Uh, his handling of the English language inspires you to write better. Um, yeah, there are great thinkers like they, uh, Peter Drucker uh, or whatnot, but 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 the great writers will will empower you to write. I was a terrible writer, but it, the more you write, the better you get. And and then just do something. Self-publish, print it on your own, print it on your print. I printed books on my printer and took them to have them bound. And uh, those self-published books that I don't count in my four books, they still work as great marketing materials and got me business. And, and I think almost anybody can do that in most any business. Getting a book is probably the most valuable marketing weapon you'll ever get in your business career. And it was my greatest regret is I didn't do it sooner. Fantastic. That's a great way to close out our conversation. Mark, how can people get in touch with you and who is your ideal client? Growtherbust.com. And my ideal client is the owner or top leadership of a company or division 
that is successful but knows that they could raise the bar and increase their uh, effectiveness and growth rate, uh, their valuation. Uh, I, I love clients that are in the midst of selling or buying a business. And we we never fail to find untapped potential within existing customer bases of companies that are $20 million or larger. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.